When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid. And today, you know, I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Tess Westsmith. Now, Tess has been in the industry for over decades, and she has been helping hundreds and hundreds of women overcome this fear of uh, abundant mindset and just achieving in, in uh, their best and greatest. And so today, we're going to talk to her about her um, journey, right? So she went from 80K lost in her 20s to 1 million net worth as a single 35-year-old woman. Now, she is the financial coach that teaches women simple investing strategies to make money grow so that retirement can be comfortably, um, can be comfortable and it um, and can be early. Um, who doesn't want that? I know everyone's raising their hands. I'm raising my hand. And so even if you're a newbie, she has these tips and strategies that she's going to um, help us with today. And she shares these tips all over her platforms. I mean, she, like I said, helps hundreds and hundreds of women do this. So with no further ado. Tess, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Lenid. I love your show. I've been listening to it a lot recently and I've gotten a lot of good morning tips, some of which I'm implementing. So I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, such a pleasure. I, I love hearing um, success stories and how morning routines kind of correlate to that. So yours is no, not going to be any different because I know you have quite a bit to share. But before we dive into it, um, what brought you on this journey? Like, how did you become the wealth abundance coach that you are now? Sure. So I actually grew up really afraid of money. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was always top of mind for me. My parents grew up pretty poor. And so I was always very aware that money was a thing that I needed to hoard and hold on to. And it was very right. scary for me growing up. So after I graduated from college, I graduated in 2010, which was right after the recession. And I really wanted to find a super secure job because I was so worried about money already at that point. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find anything. I got rejected from every single job I applied to. I applied to at least 30 jobs. And so I ended up by weird turn of events working on cruise ships as an acrobat, like a circus performer. That was my first job. And I agreed to it because it allowed me to save money. When you work on a cruise ship, you got to save money because you don't have rent. You don't have to pay for food. So it ended up being a really unique opportunity for me to save money. Also an amazing personal opportunity. I met incredible people from all over the world. It was very cool. I'm very, yeah. very blessed that I had that experience. And so after I did that, I saved some money. And because I had so much fear, I thought, okay, I'm definitely not smart enough to invest on my own. So I need to find somebody smarter than me, a financial advisor of some kind to make sure I'm I'm doing the right thing with my money. And so I turned to somebody that at the time I trusted and they helped me kind of get started. But over time, I started to feel like I wasn't quite sure what the strategy was. I felt like it was very complicated and 
I dove in enough to learn that my returns weren't really the average of the overall mm-hmm. stock market. And so once I kind of figured that out, I got really in the weeds and did a ton of research. I read every book I could find. I talked to every single successful investor I could find. I was emailing people cold, being like, what are you doing? What's the strategy? You know, I was in it. And what I discovered was the advisor I was working with was charging me extraordinarily high fees. So I had paid tens of thousands in fees already by my late 20s. I also discovered that the annuity that the financial advisor had sold me was a better fit for somebody in their 20s, sorry, in their 50s. And I was in my late 20s at the time. It was a, a bad product for me and actually decreased my ability to build wealth because it locked up money in a high fee product. Mm -hmm. And so all in all, I lost a lot of my, I also made a bad real estate investment. So I lost a lot of money in a short amount of time trying to do the right thing. And so after I'd done all this research, I started to realize this one core concept that kept coming up and that simple investing is really effective and that it doesn't have to be complicated to be a great way to grow your money. And especially when it comes to stock market investing, it's actually really simple. And so it's hard to believe that if you've never looked into it because you just hear all the financial jargon and you hear you know, all these different words and acronyms and doom and gloom and the recession, all this stuff. And so it feels really scary. And you you think, I, I couldn't possibly do it on my own. But now that I've learned how to do it, it's so simple. And it blew my mind that it was actually so straightforward. And so I felt at that point morally obligated to make sure, one, that women didn't make the same mistakes I had made. And two, share this message that Successful investing can be done by anyone. You don't have to have a lot of money to get started. You don't have to be an economics expert. You just have to take a little bit of time to get a basic education. And now that's what I provide. So I love what I do. And and beyond that, I'm also excited just to do anything I can to reduce the gender wealth gap where women are earning less, we're investing less. And that needs to change because when women have money, it's it's magic and I want more of it. Of course. And talking about um, self-thought, right? You did all the research, did all the learning, and now you're giving it back to women and giving them confidence to be able to step into to that space and know that they can be successful in it. I want to get into your conf- your money confidence program, but I want to talk about that fear how did you overcome that fear? Was it just through the learning aspect of it? Um, you diving in and kind of reading the books, reaching out to people, finding out what their strategies is? Because I know that that's a big piece. Because if your energy is not aligned with what you want, you can work till you're blue in the face. It will not uh, manifest. So talk, talk, walk us through how you overcame that fear, given your background, because a lot of people can relate. Well said. So Dr. Lunid, to be completely transparent, I'm not 100% over that fear, but I have awareness of it. And so I'm able to identify it and say, okay, is that a, is that a reasonable fear that's holding me back? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I still have some of a scarcity mindset when it comes to money. I'll be totally transparent about that. It's something that I have to work on all the time. And I say affirmations and, and I talk to, I have an amazing community of women now, some clients, people I work with. And so we talk about this all the time. So I think the first thing to really understand is identify identify where your fear comes from and to do some self-reflection and ask yourself some questions. And I actually have a guide, a free guide that I share on this that has a bunch of money mindset questions. And a lot of the questions are like, what was money like for you growing up? When you transact, how do you feel when you spend money? Hmm. Do you have any particular specific fears around money? Is it tied to a certain person or being able to provide for your children? And and it's really important to figure out where your fear stems from now that I know exactly 
why I'm so afraid of money. It's easy for me to identify that and say, okay, am I making this decision from a place of fear or a place of awareness? And so that is really the first step to get over your fear. And then, you know, once you've done some work to figure out, are my fears really rational? You know, do I have to have the same fears that my parents had? You know, you are your own person and you can change that. And so the awareness is the first step, reflecting on that, getting awareness, reflecting on that, and then taking action. And for most people, that's where people get stuck. They are, oh, how am I going to invest? I start Googling and I have like 14 tabs open and I'm listening to five different people tell me five different things. And at the end of the day, what's really important is that you get an education first. And that can look like books. It can look like podcasts. It can look like working with a financial coach. There's tons of free resources on YouTube. You just have to pick one and stick with it and one topic and stick with it. And so once you start to do some awareness work around your money mindset, the next step is education. And that's just going to help you get much further than you would if you just try to dive right in. And so mm-hmm. one thing I recommend is, you know, people say, okay, great test, but like, where do I start to educate myself? That's a, that's a big question is pick something you already have. So a lot of people, for example, have a 401k. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to say, okay, like, what is my 401k invested in? Do I really understand how my 401k saves on taxes? Or if you're a business owner, what are my options for retirement accounts to help me save for investing? You know, you can pick a topic and, and start to learn about that. And then once you learn about one thing, you'll get the confidence to realize that you are totally capable of doing it. And a lot of people, including myself, did not know what happened on back scenes with the 401k. We just put money in there and the company matched it. Right. And so we don't know where how that diversified the profile is because we're again of that fear um that you brought up and that is that is crucial for me personally i grew up with a single mom who was always buried in debt so it was logical for me to get out of college and get buried in debt as well again it's that is that how do you break that curse and it's that knowledge base that you're talking about is being aware of it and realizing okay i want to choose a different path and then that's where you i believe you teach your um a lot of the women in your um, money confidence program let's talk about that Yes. So in my money confidence program, it's a four week small group coaching program. The very first thing we do is talk about money mindset and start to bring awareness to why you might be where you are when it comes to money. And a lot of times you don't even realize it. And I think Dr. Lenine, you just, you just brought up a great example, right? Like your mom was in debt and then you had debt and it's okay if those things have happened. Everybody's made money mistakes. I've made huge mistakes. And that's why I'm so transparent about the mistakes I've made because yeah. I don't want anyone to feel shame or embarrassed because they made mistakes. Most people, the vast majority of people, no one like gets is born knowing all this stuff and we don't learn it in school. And we don't learn in college. So I think the first thing is if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I've made mistakes, I've gotten into debt, I've invested in risky ways. The first thing is to give yourself some grace because there isn't formal education for this topic, which is wild and needs to change. But there are great people out there that can help you. And so in the Money Confident program, it's a four-week small group coaching program. The first thing we do is we walk through mindset and try to identify any limiting beliefs, make sure that we're moving past money blocks. And then from there, we move on to the foundations before you get started investing, which can be anything from making sure that you have an emergency fund to cover expenses. If something goes awry, you don't want to just jump into investing if you don't have a little bit of money to take care of yourself if something were to happen. And then you also want to make sure you pay off you know, high interest debt, things like credit cards, really right. important to pay that off. But one thing a lot of people don't realize, and this is a really common myth when it comes to investing, is that you have to be completely debt-free to get started. 
And that's actually not the case. Even if you have some debt, as long as it's low interest debt, I would say anything 6% or less, like typically car loans, federal student loans, things like that, you can start investing and start building your wealth and pay, you know, continue to pay off those loans. But what a lot of people will do is they'll pay more to try to get out of debt mm-hmm. when in actuality, if they took that extra payment and started building their wealth through stock market investing, investing in retirement accounts, that a lot of times you can end up further and building your net worth faster if you are paying off low interest debt and investing at the same time. So I think that's one one thing that's really important. So we talk about that also that you don't need a lot of money to get started. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. And that you don't have to be rich. You don't have to have thousands of dollars to get started. You can get started with $10 if that's all you have. And then from there, we talk about the basic retirement accounts, which like 401ks, IRAs, which just means individual retirement account. All these things sound so overwhelming and I'm going to make it super simple for the purpose of this conversation. Retirement accounts are vehicles, they're containers to help you save on taxes while investing. That's it. And so they all have different names and jargons. And of course, it sounds like really confusing. And it is. it can be a little confusing to choose which ones you want to do. But at the end of the day, they are containers for investments. That help you save on taxes. Every single one of them, 401k, IRAs, SEP IRAs, all this stuff, that's what they do. And so it is important to learn the basics so you can pick ones that help you save on taxes. And then the last step is really just picking your investments, which is actually one of the easier parts of this whole thing because there's amazing investments that bucket a bunch of stocks together so you don't even have to learn how to pick stocks. Mm-hmm. So that's like the high level of of the the steps we take. And when you break it up, it's actually very manageable. And then you set it on autopilot. I'm not teaching investing where you have to download spreadsheets and look at <laughs> financial statements. Like we're not doing math. I'm terrible at math. Like we're not, we're not doing math. Like we're setting up stuff on autopilot that's super simple so that you can get back to your day. Cause most people don't have the time to actively manage portfolios. And most of the time, actively managed, actively managing your investments ends up with worse returns. So it can be daunting. Uh, yeah. So with the um, IRA, now you you have stated that, you know, you actually giving a blueprint on how you can use the Roth IRA to become a millionaire. Okay, because these again, I think you tapped into the diversified of the portfolio that they that vehicle has. Um, it kind of puts things in put things in, in state position for you that you don't have to think about it or you don't have to go in and manage it or maintain it on a daily basis. So let's let's dive into that a little bit more. Sure. So first of all, a Roth IRA is just one of those containers for investments that I was just talking about. One of those great Mm -hmm. containers that helps you save on taxes and helps you save for retirement. So what's really important, the first thing I'll say before I even dive into this is what a lot of people do is they say, I'm investing in a Roth or I opened a Roth and I put money in it. And if you do that and you don't choose investments, you're not actually investing. Your money is just sitting in cash. Mm. So the first step is opening a Roth IRA. And then the second step is choosing investments in an IRA. Now, one of the great benefits of a Roth IRA is that when you contribute money, you don't get to reduce your taxes in the year that you contribute. But when you go into retirement and you withdraw the money, it's tax-free. So if you think about it this way, if you if you invest $500 a month in a Roth IRA for 30 years, and you're invested in a fund that holds a lot of the stocks in the stock market. There are actually, by the way, there are funds called index funds that hold Mm -hmm. every single stock in the entire stock market. Mm -hmm. And the average return of the stock market is about 10%. 
So let's say you opened up a Roth IRA and you bought one of these funds that holds all these stocks. You're not picking stocks, you're just buying one fund. And you hold that for 30 years. The average return of your investment would be about 10% over time, not every year, about 10%. So if you contributed 500 a month for that 30 years at 10%, at the end of those 30 years, you would have roughly a million dollars tax-free in retirement. And now, granted, these are based on historical numbers. There's not a guarantee. So I can't say for sure mm-hmm. that the average return in the future will be 10%. But historically, the stock market has always gone up. And the worst 20-year return since the stock market became a thing was, I believe, 6.4%. So at the end of the day, the key to investing in the stock market isn't picking fancy stocks. It's not doing crazy investments. It's consistently investing it's using tax-free vehicles or tax advantage vehicles like a Roth IRA and doing it over time. And the beauty of investing over time is that you get to benefit from compound interest. You're contributing money, it's growing. And then that larger pot of money that grew grows again. And that's how you get that exponential growth. So hopefully that makes sense. I try to break it down down as simple as possible. Really at the end of the day, Roth IRA is a great tool to grow your wealth and have tax-free withdrawals. Now, there is limits. If you make over a certain amount of money, you can't contribute directly to a Roth IRA, but there are ways to actually contribute to a Roth IRA. It's called, it sounds so cagey, a backdoor Roth IRA is actually something you can do. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually legal. Um, so if you are if you make over 150, at the time of this recording, this is 2023, you make over about $153,000, you can't contribute directly, but there's still ways to get into that type of account. The back door. I know women, helping women is very dear to your heart. And um, financial progress, as you said, is like a mixed bag for women, right? How come? Is it is it because we're shopping? We love shopping way too much. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you brought that up first. So I I am happy to go on a mini rant about <laughs> the fact that there are way too many articles that shame and blame women for not building wealth because we're excessive spenders. And I actually saw this stat that 65% of articles that are about finance and money management for women cite women as excessive spenders, which is gaslighting and it's not cool and I hate it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. is it possible that you're spending too much and that's something you need to reel in? Yes. But usually that is not the reason why women haven't built wealth. There's so many other systemic factors that women have to face, starting with pay, you're making less, and then we have less conversations around money just based on that stat that I just shared. So then you're investing less and then we have less wealth in general. And with childcare costs being super, super Mm -hmm. high, it's really hard for women to get back into the workforce. And since COVID, we've actually gone backwards in some of the progress that we've made as far as making sure that women are in the workforce and represented at senior levels of leadership. So What I think is really important to understand is kind of back to what I was talking about as far as like blaming yourself or having shame. You know, you might be, it's possible you're spending too much money, but what's most important is to start to educate yourself and and take responsibility for what you can change while also acknowledging and validating the fact that if you've struggled to get equal pay, that's a real problem. Right. Struggled to find someone to educate you and feel good about it. That's also a real problem. I work with a lot of women that have talked to financial advisors. A lot of time it's men 
that say things like, oh, this is too complicated for you to understand, mm-hmm. which is terrible, oh, wildly inaccurate. If you're a mom or business owner, or if you have a job, you are smart enough to learn how to invest. Investing is way easier than a lot right. of this stuff that probably everyone listening to this podcast has done something way harder than mm-hmm. learning how to invest. And so my goal is to break it down while also helping women give ourselves grace for wherever we've come from from and acknowledging the fact that there are systemic issues that have made it harder for us to build wealth. And and so parallel processing those things, identifying it's not our fault that some of these things have happened. At the same time, it's our responsibility to take action and do what we can. And we'll be being proactive, right? Because you're you're right. There is the leadership gap. You know, women, it's less, less women are found in leadership and making those um, bonuses and making those um, salaries that kind of give you the edge up. I want to talk about affirmations um, because that's key, but I also want to see how it plays into your morning routine. So how do you get up, dress up and show up? (laughs) Tell us about your morning routine. Sure. So the very first thing that happens is I am very particular about what songs I wake up to on my alarm. And so I have a couple different songs. One is uh, I Can Show You the World from Aladdin because it's just such a happy song to wake up to. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So my mornings are about joy. I've had a lot of stress in my life. And so at some point, there was time... So I was so obsessive about the morning routine that I was like, 10 minutes, I'm going to journal and 10 minutes, I'm going to do this 10 minutes, I'm going to do that. And that didn't work for me. And so I was like, what's going to bring me joy and help me start off the day in a great place. So I have fun Disney alarm songs, Mm -hmm. or uh, there's this great song by Jason Mraz called Hello, You Beautiful Thing. And so when I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's me. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. I love waking up to that song. I'm like, Jason, tell me more about how beautiful I am. <laughs> so, so that's really important to me. And then the next thing I'll do is move, just like get my blood flowing. So I'm awake. Then I'm a former athlete, love, love moving, even if it's just a walk, getting outside, vitamin, any kind of vitamin D, even if it's cold, I'll do it for 10, mm-hmm. 10 minutes at least just to get some vitamin D. And then the other joyful thing that I do in the morning is I don't skimp on breakfast. I make myself a nice breakfast, like eggs and veggies, and sometimes like an egg breakfast sandwich with like a side of air fried potatoes. Like I, I have a full-time job, I have business, I have a lot going on, but I refuse to skip that because it always makes me feel good and happy and ready for the day. So the theme of my mornings is joy. And then as far as the affirmations, I do have a sheet of paper that has money and joy affirmations. Yeah. Um, just on a sheet, it's a just literal sheet of paper that I have stuck to my wall with a piece of tape. And as soon as I open my eyes, it's like right there. And I read a couple. It doesn't have to be complicated to be effective, you know? Yes, I agree. And the movement in the morning and, and the getting out in the sun, it really does reset your, your circadian rhythm, letting you know that it's time to wake up. It's time to get energized and started for the day. I really do love your aspect of joy in the morning, the music. I used to have a friend that had a, a alarm or siren that that was her alarm. And I was like, how do you wake up like that? You're already jolted out of bed. You're <laughs> like your levels, you are anxiety prone right now. And then you just approach the day like that. And you address everything that comes your way that way. You bringing joy and calmness, starting at that way before the world comes in is really imperative to kind of keep you cool and calm for the rest of the day. So thank you for sharing that. It's as simple as putting the right song on, the right to waking up in the affirmations tools. What are some of the money affirmations? And, I, and I'm curious because I just started um, raising funds for my company, Kuvri. And one thing that I heard is, deal with your money baggage 
so that you can get what is yours. So let's talk about the affirmation process because I, I just underwent this work. I started fundraising about a few weeks ago. So it's, it's perfect timing. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to give everyone a pro tip here on my one of my favorite list of affirmations is there's a book by Rachel Rogers called We Should All Be Millionaires. And at the end of that book, first of all, the book is fire. Like every time right. I listen to the audiobook, I want to just like jump out of my car and like buy businesses. She's like so inspired. <laughs> so anyway, the last book, the last chapter of the book is a hundred money affirmations from real women that she's worked with, many of which that have become millionaires. It's really cool because they're like really authentic and unique. So you see a lot of the ones online and those are great too. A lot of those ones are like, I deserve to be wealthy. And honestly, that is the simplest, most important thing that every person needs to realize is that you deserve wealth. It is your birthright. You are, Mm -hmm. you are capable and you deserve it. That's like the simplest form of most of the affirmations fall into somewhere around that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't have to be hard to make money. You know, we have a lot of ideals, especially in America, like grind and hustle and all this stuff. And I think that a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to be hard to make money. Money can flow to you easily if you're in an energetic alignment. Now, I will say, like I said earlier, money affirmations is the first step because that helps you take action. If you're not in the right space and you're not, if you don't deserve that you you need money if you don't deserve that. And for your example, like you have this awesome company, you deserve to have a lot of money to make that company awesome because that company is going to make a huge impact, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe that, you're going to act from a place of making decisions that are going to be aligned to that belief. And so I think that's the connection piece. Well, you can't just say the affirmations. You got to find ones that are good for you. And if you're ever saying one, you're like, this is cheesy. Like if you say, I'm going to have a million dollars and you don't believe that, you can say something like, I'm learning to believe that I am going to have money. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you need to make sure that it feels real and authentic to you. Um, but those are just some of some of the ones that I can recommend. And I actually have a guide that has some money affirmations as well. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. Um, how can we connect with you? How can we find that guide? Sure, yes. Um, so I'm really excited because after starting my business a few years ago, I wanted to create something that helped women take a first step to really start to build wealth and without being too overwhelming. So I created a guide. It's called the Savvy Investor Starter Pack. And there's a ton of amazing stuff in there. There's, first of all, there's a module, an actual video module from my small group coaching program that talks about all the big investing mistakes that women make and how to avoid them. There's financial metrics. There's a bunch of great questions about money mindset that'll help you write your own affirmations. And then there is... What else is in there? How to calculate financial metrics, financial numbers you need to know, and then also the order of investing, how to start to figure out what retirement accounts to invest in. So it's a great resource. It, it should Can we put it in the show notes? Is oh, that- yeah. Perfect. All right. It's going to be in the show notes. So it's a moneyconfidentcoach.com slash savvy, but find it in the show notes. And it's the Savvy Investor Starter Pack. It's one of my favorite things I've created. And and I love it because it actually has like video content. So you can really get started. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Thank you for sharing. And then you also have the IG, the way you share tons and tons of tips on a daily basis. So um, what's that handle for us? Sure. So on Instagram, I'm at Wealth with Tess. And yeah, I share tons of stuff. I also answer all my DMs. So if you do have a question, don't go in there. I It might take me a minute, but I do like to answer them. It's really important to me. So I'm at Wealth with Tess on Instagram. Follow me there. I try to share as much as possible. And if you have a question, oftentimes I'll, I'll create a post about it. So feel free to message me. Amazing, Tess. It's been such an honor and pleasure having you. Thank you for sharing your vibrant energy and money mindset and affirmations with us. It's been such a joy having you on the show today. 
Thank you, Dr. Lenid. And I'm so excited to hear about your company and your fundraising. You're going to crush it. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.